Parenting is a full-time job, and providing effective support for today's teens can be challenging. The Parent Engage 360 podcast aims to provide connections and information from experts in the fields of chemical health, mental health, internet safety, and more. It's a comprehensive view on parenting, provided in a personal, convenient format. Tune in to today's episode of the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. Hello and thank you for joining us today. I'm Liz Burgard, Parent Involvement Coordinator. In today's episode, we will be discussing the importance of parent involvement in schools and how parents and guardians can be involved in their child's educational journey in a number of ways in Anoka Hennepin schools. We'll be joined by Coon Rapids High School Principal John Pena and Volunteer Services Coordinator Danielle Callahan to get a glimpse of how volunteerism helps their school community and ways parents and guardians can be involved in their own schools. Danielle and John, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your expertise with us. Good to be here. John, can you tell us about your path and becoming a principal of Coon Rapids High School? I know you've been in the district for quite a while, so our audience doesn't know a lot about you. All right, so my path to becoming a principal started in Minneapolis. I was a teacher in Minneapolis public schools. I'm actually I'm an elementary school uh, licensed teacher. I taught um, fifth and sixth grade uh, for most of my teaching, and then my last year of teaching was kindergarten. Um, but at the same time that I was teaching, I was also coaching uh, wrestling at Augsburg College, where I, where I graduated from. And uh, some families would ask me, you know, do you have a is it an issue going from teaching five-year-olds and next thing you know, you're with 23-year-olds? And I'm like, well, actually, the maturity level of the kids is probably the same, you know? And so um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. My wrestlers didn't like that. They were like, what? What are you saying? But um, but yeah, so my teaching background's in Minneapolis. And then, you know, I came out to Anoka Hennepin in 2006 was my first year as a, I was an administrative intern at Oakview Middle School. And then I, I was there for one year and then went to Jackson Middle School to do a second year in my internship. And I actually stayed at Jackson for four years as a assistant principal as well. Um, from there, I moved on to um, uh, Anoka Middle School, where I was for 10 years um, as an assistant principal prior to being hired at Coon Rapids High School. And I'm starting my third year in the principalship here at Coon Rapids High School. So you're starting your third year there, and you've had a lot of really great experience in the district, but outside of the district as well. Yeah, I, I, I feel so. <laughs> I would agree. Danielle, how about you? Can you tell us a little bit about your connection to Coon Rapids High School and you're a parent there and you're also the volunteer services coordinator? I am the current volunteer services coordinator at Coon Rapids High School. Uh, Before this, I was working in the same position at the elementary level. Uh, So I recruit, record, and recognize all of our adult volunteers that come through the school. I also have a senior here at CRHS and a future cardinal over at the middle school. So your children have gone through Anoka Hennepin schools in our Coon Rapids cluster from kindergarten all the way through now 12th grade. Correct, yes. Can you believe that? No. That's 2024. (laughs) It goes so fast. It does. John, from an administrator's perspective, you mentioned you worked at the middle school and now at the high school. Can you share some thoughts on the importance of parents being involved in their children's education? We know it changes from whatever age they're at, but from your experience, why is it important to be involved? 
Well, you know, I'm a parent in a district as well, right? So I, I have two kids. I have a, a eighth grader and a tenth grader. Um, and so for me, I try to be as involved in their education and, and their experiences in school as I possibly can, because uh, I want to make sure that, you know, they're, they're having the best experience they can, right? But then I also understand that um, I can play a big factor in the experiences of other students as well, right? So that's the importance of like volunteering or, or getting involved in your kid's school in one way, shape, or form. Um, because we, we, we as parents have a lot to offer, right? And um, so, sometimes um, we have a unique perspective to, um, one, how the school is running, right? Because we're like, hey, help me understand why we're doing this at the school. Um, because some of those perspectives aren't thought about, right? Or maybe they're missed or whatever it is. Um, so for me, I, I, I think about our school as an extension of our students' families. Um, you know, we just get, we get them for seven and a half hours a day and we try to impact them the best way we can. Um, but I also understand who the most important teachers are in our kids' lives, and that's their families, right? Their parents, their caregivers, um, you know, whoever's helping raise them and to, to the young people they're going to be in life. And so for me, I value, you know, that perspective. And, and I, I think it's vital to, to work in collaboratively with our families in order to have student success in our building. And so, the more families I can get involved in giving us different perspectives, I think it helps me meet the needs of our kids um, in, in a better way. And you know what? There's a lot of things our families can offer as far as support for, for our schools as well. Because you know, and I'll, I'll just say some of some of the some of the things that uh, people like is when they feel they're being valued and validated for what they do to help support the students. And so, when our families do like the small things of like giving a teacher. Um, uh, you know, way to go card or, you know, for parent teacher conferences, you know, they provide a snack, this, that, or the other. It brings such joy to our teachers and our staff um, because, you know, they, they give so much to our students um, that it's just a small reminder of how much they're appreciated. And so mm -hmm. just those small things um, that families can do to support the school go a huge, huge way. And, and again, I think just the different perspectives that they bring um, gives us a better insight into our students. Daniel, you mentioned, um, to piggyback off of what John had just said, you have a child at the high school level, and then you also um, support the volunteers that come into Coon Rapids High School, and you've done it at the elementary as well. How do you think that played a factor in helping your children to be successful in school and our life? I know you've been super involved since they started in our school systems. And then do you have any suggestions that you feel that other parents that maybe don't know about the experiences or know why they should be involved of what they can do to become more involved? Yes, volunteering is kind of the key to all of this. And that's that's how I started becoming involved in my children's education. I answered an email for a classroom helper and I loved it. And so that snowballed into other volunteer opportunities, a gig with the PTO, and then eventually a a paid position with the district. Um, I know that not everyone's schedule will can allow them to, you know, the luxury of physically volunteering in our schools. But I think if you pay attention to the correspondence from the schools, um, sign up as a volunteer, fill out your volunteer application. You you get all the information right away. You'll know what's going on in the school. And then you have that connection with your student to talk about current events, needs of the school. Um, they notice when we're paying attention. And so 
So just by paying attention to volunteer opportunities, uh, they know that you're invested in school, which is a huge part of their life. Like John said, they're here for seven and a half hours a day. That's that's a big thing to them. And if they know we're watching, either way, it's going to affect them. Uh, they're either not going to make poor choices or they're going to put forth more effort because they know we're all part of the same team and that you're invested in it also. And when you sign up to get volunteer information, you never know when something's going to fit into your schedule. We have all different opportunities and your volunteer coordinator at your school can work with you to find a good fit, but at least you're modeling the volunteer heart, which is so important when we're raising good citizens. So your, your children notice that, that you are paying attention and that you're invested in, in their education. I don't know about you, but when I started, when my kids started in kindergarten, it felt like overwhelming of different ways to be involved. And so kind of what you had mentioned, I started just reading the e-newsletters that the school sent home to kind of understand like, oh, they have an event coming up or this is ways I can support my kid at home. And just kind of understanding what happens at your child's school was kind of the first thing that I did. And then also getting involved with volunteering. And I do work full time, so I can't necessarily volunteer during the workday. But knowing that um, I could reach out to the volunteer coordinator at my kid's school to say I'm not available during the day, but are there things that you can send home or are there evening things that I can do to um, help your school or help the school? Because there's always additional things that can happen that can support staff. And then I know, Daniel, you were on the PTO at your children's elementary, and that's another great way to be involved is maybe you don't want to be on the PTO, but you can um, attend meetings to learn what's happening in your kid's school as well. Could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, meetings are usually in the evening. So, you know, when you're not able to volunteer during the day, that's another great option. And really, they need people to come in and be a voice. A lot of their events, a lot of what they do is based on what we vocalize as the community and as families of what our school needs. And we can have a real impact on schools. So, just attending your school's PTO or PTA meeting, or at least if they have some kind of publication, sign up for that, uh, read the emails, know what's going on. That's really what it is. Stay in the loop. Pay attention to the correspondence that's coming out from the principal, from the school, from your PTO. And um, you don't have to do everything. I think a lot of people think if you sign up to volunteer, you have to be available. You have to take these opportunities on Really, you just get in where you fit in. And knowing that we have the support of people who are signing up to volunteer makes a difference also. It's all part of the volunteer circle. Thank you for speaking to that. Um, John, how about at the high school level, how can parents get more involved in their children's educational journey? Well, I, you know, I think just like like Danielle said about, um, you know, pay attention to all the activities and whatnot going on. But, you know, I, I, I also want to I also want our families to pay attention to the course schedule their kids have, um, because if you think about this, a lot of our families have expertise in some of the classes that we offer here. So, for example, you know, we're a biomedical science and engineering magnet program. I would imagine we have some parents out there that are engineers or in the science field or whatnot where they can come in and actually be a guest speaker on one of the topics or units that are in the classroom, right? And so think about what, what a better way to 
have your student, um, no matter what you are, value or honor what you do, right? You're presenting to their peers, right? So they're going to look at you and be like, wow, you know, my mom or my dad or my aunt, uncle, grandma, whatever family member it is, you know, they're a rock star. You know, our kids would look at us in, in, in a different way. Um, and just that pride that they'll have in us for doing that. And so it not only helps the school out um, when our families volunteer, but I think it also helps the family unit out, right? Because you're showing your students um, a different part of who you are um, in a different way. And so, um, you know, for sure, they're going to value us in that aspect, right? So it's not just the different events at night, this, that, the other. You get involved in your kids' you know, curricular activities as well. And so I, I think that's just a, a great opportunity for families. I think also, too, just like with the communication that goes out or sharing what you do for a job a lot of time. I remember my dad, my dad and mom would go to work and I would actually have no idea what they did when they went to work. And then I think it would be cool if they could have come and spoke and said, this is what I did and this is what this actually means. Maybe I would have cared more <laughs> to hear what their job is and that they do, do have an impact on um, me and then also encouraging other kids to maybe go into the field that they are a part of or to know that that is a job that maybe they'd want to do in the future, for an example. And I also think it, it, it um, it's in a, in a sense, I'll give you an, an example. It, it'll strengthen their community as well or, or the parents in the community. So, so for example, I volunteered to um, coach my son's seventh and eighth grade football team, right? And to this day, the, the kids that were on his team, they, they all go to a different school than I work at. But those kids, I still have great relationships with. And so when I mm -hmm. see them out in public, you know, they're always like, hey, Coach Pena, how's it going? And and then when I see them doing something silly, I'm like, really? And they're like, <laughs> I know, Coach Pena. You know, and so it, it's some of those things where, I mean, the volunteerism, you know, is it's, 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 it's the part we can give back as far as our humanity, back to, back to our kids, because we want to role model for them what we want them to be in the future. Um, and so, you know, we have to do some of those things to give them, you know, that, that perspective of us. But then I think it, it, it's, it strengthens not only the school community, but the outside community as well. Like, like I said earlier, you know, we're te by volunteering, we're, we're teaching our students like the humanity part of life and giving of yourselves. And so that's what we want to teach our students as they grow on later to, you know, add to society is it's OK to give, you know, and not expect anything back. We're just giving for the sake of giving because we care about others. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And I think it's just also like you had mentioned modeling how that we do give back in different ways. We all have different strengths and different time and different abilities that we can really make an impact on a student's life. And sometimes we don't know we're making that impact with even saying hello or being in the classroom or coaching outside of the workday. We as adults do really make an impact and kids are watching what we do every day. Yep. They sure are. I mean, and, and I think that's the biggest thing is um, you may not think they know what you're doing, but if they're in that space with you, even at home, you know, your kids are hearing you three rooms away. <laughs> you know, they're hearing you three rooms away. And so that's, you know, that's some of the things we talk about all the time is, you know, we always treat people with dignity and respect because even if I'm not interacting with you personally, the person I'm dealing with, you know, as, as I'm treating them in a way that I want to be treated, others around are seeing that. And so we're really teaching just by the behaviors we have with each other, we're teaching others how we expect to be treated, right? So we, we give out that energy because that's what we want. And, and again, it's all those role modeling pieces that we do for kids. You know, everything we do is, is a model. Now we get to choose if we're role modeling in a positive or a negative way. You know, that's mm -hmm. up to us. 
Um, and so by giving, by volunteering and giving of your time, I mean, what's the most precious thing in your life? Time. You can't buy it back, right? You, you can never earn more of it. And so when you give it away, um, you give it away with a good intent, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, that, to me, that's what, you know, the, 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 the sacrifice of your time is. It's giving away of something that's really precious to me. And I, hopefully you repay the favor by passing it forward down the line. That's a really great point. And I, our students know from a very young age how valuable our time is. So that is, I mean, that's the most important thing that you can do is show that you're invested by giving your time. I, I agree with that. And I think sometimes, as for me at least, as my kids are getting older, trying to figure out the different ways to um, spend time with my own kids or to, like John had said, my, my children's friends um, is to really be present and to give that time. And, and from the newsletters or the communication from teachers or the communication from the volunteer coordinator, a lot of times that's where I figure out the, some of the topics that I want to talk to my kids about or it's kind of a nice way to start a conversation about, I notice this is happening at school and then it leads to a larger conversation as well. Um, is it just another way to be involved in your kid's life is having those conversations, which I know sometimes can be challenging the older yeah. they get. You know, and in a selfish way, I'll just be selfish here for a little bit. I remember when my kids were in elementary school, I loved going to the pumpkin patch <laughs> with them. I loved going <laughs> to the zoo and volunteering on those trips. I mean, I left, and then I got stuck with like a bunch of little first graders, right? Because I was a chaperone. So like, you got these five. And I remember the teacher saying, hey, you got these five, and they're a little high energy. And we gave them to you because we know you're a principal, so we know you can handle it. I'm like, Ugh. So, but it was so much fun at the end of the day. So, I mean, just think about, you know, in a selfish way, kind of fill in your bucket, right? Um, and, and, and for me, that's meaningful time. One, I'm, you know, spending time with my daughter or my son at the time. Um, but then, two, I'm, I'm, I'm impacted in a, in a very positive way as well. So, I mean, that's, that's the selfish part of it, if you can call volunteering selfish. So. You mentioned, John, that when, they're, when kids are younger, it's easier to, it seems to be more involved. You can go to the pumpkin patch. You can go on field trips with the kids. And then as the older they get it, we know developmentally children change and eventually become adults. And school change, middle school, going from elementary school to middle school is a huge transition. And then from high, middle school to high school is a big transition. Can either of you talk to ways as our kids get older, because you both have older children, what are ways that we can continue to support them? I mean, you probably don't go through their backpack every day like I do or have to sign off on that they, they did great on their spelling test. What are ways that as a, my kids transition to middle school or to high school, that tips that you could give me or other parents listening that we can help them to feel supported yet more independent? It's kind of a loaded question. I know there's a lot of responses, but I think you both are kind of going through that. Yeah, no. Um, well, first of all, I still check backpacks daily because I do not want to find a lunchbox <laughs> too late. And, you know, they say your brain's not fully developed until you're 25. My husband still leaves his lunchbox <laughs> in his car. So backpack checks, those never end. But I think I think kind of shifting gears and and you're not... You're not asking them if they've done their spelling homework and they've done this because they do so much of that at school. They don't really bring a lot of work home with them. Um, But you have to think about what's important to your student at this point in their life. And their worlds are so small at that age. So they have different values. Ask them who they sat with at lunch. Ask them who they 
hung out with or, you know, about friendships and, and peer connections. And if you show an interest in that or video games or, you know, the fun things that they think are super important, they're going to be much more apt sharing, you know, the things that we think are important that they think are boring, like where they're struggling in class or what they're really proud of, you know, that they accomplished in a class. And I think that's really good at the middle school level, but it continues into the high school level. They're developing their personalities and they want to share that with you and they want you to be proud of them, but they don't always value the the educational part of it like we do. So if you can show an interest in what they think is important, uh, I think they'll share what we think is important later or continue to share it. I think it goes back to, too, like when my kids were born and you know your kids aren't going to be like you, like exactly like you because they're their own person. But then when they start to be totally different from maybe what you thought they were going to be or their interests are, are they're really interested in something that you don't know anything about. I think that's been very exciting for me as a parent, but also a challenge for me to take a step back to think through like, oh, this is them and they're interested in this. So now I'm going to become interested in this and learn about it and ask about it because this is what they want to be doing versus it, it's not about me anymore. It's about them and, and fostering them and supporting them to be successful students and then adults. Was there something that you wanted to add to that, John? Yeah, you know, I I take a similar approach, but I take it in a different way. I think it's my personality. Okay. It's like I'm nosy. Right? <laughs> I mean, I I'm I'm all up in my kids' business and uh, you know, I'll I'll check their their student view, right? Cuz um I just want to I I it, for me it's like I just want to make sure that they're making good choices, right? And so I, I do, I try to do a really good job of celebrating the highs and supporting the lows, right? Because and what I don't want my kids to do is feel they're being judged by me because I'm going to love them no matter what. And so I, I really want them to feel supported. And I also believe that all kids innately want structure and support, right? Oh, yes. They'll fight it, you know, as much as they want, they'll fight it. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the kids are going to realize my dad cared enough to maybe get an argument with me over this grade because he knows I can do better. And again, for me, I'll just be honest with you. I don't expect my kids to get, you know, straight A's or this, that, or the other. Um, but I expect them to work for A's, right? And so all I ask them to do, and, and this is what I, for years, ever since my, my kids started school or even preschool, um, and any activity they do, I, I three simple phrases. I go, work hard do your best. And I love you. So every time I drop my kid off for an activity, I'm like, work hard, do your best. And I love you. And what I really want them to understand is no matter what happened, I'm going to love them. Mm -hmm. um, but I will ask them, you know, did you, did you work really hard today? And they'll say, yeah. I'm like, did you do your best? Cause they need to reflect on that. Right. Cause I mean, that's, that's part of reflective practice. And, and sometimes my son will say no. And I'm like, okay, but what are you going to do about that next time? You know, but it doesn't matter. Cause I still love you. And I'm going to hold you accountable to some of those things where, you know, you know, I, I feel you need to do to be as successful as you can be. Because his success, like you were saying, your kids aren't you and they're not going to be you and they're going to be interested in other things. Right. And granted, I'll just trust me, ask my wife. We don't want my kids to be like me. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm kind of out there a little bit, but but I am who I am and I love who I am. You know, I'm OK with that. But I want my kids to be who they are and I want them to love who they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, that's what I want to role model for them as far as anything, as far as being involved in school, because I know kids are who they surround themselves with. 
right? Mm-hmm. So you are who you surround yourself with. And I want to really guide my students in making those 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 choices that I know are going to be beneficial for them. So like when you're like, who are your friends? And who did you sit with at lunch? And this, that, the other. I think those are important questions to ask because it really makes kids reflect on, okay, you're hanging out with these kids. Okay, great. They're awesome. Tell me what you like about them. Mm-hmm. Tell me how they better you. You know, are they on the same journey as you? And if they are, great. You want to keep them around. But if they're pulling you away from the goals that you want, that's a, that's a conversation we got to teach our kids to have. You know, because sometimes they're not reflective on their own. And so you got to teach them how to reflect on are the people I'm surrounding myself with going to get me to where I want to be? If they are, great. If they're not, how do I, how do I deal with this? And sometimes it's teaching them that divorcing a relationship is okay. You know, it doesn't mean I hate you or this, that, the other. It just means that, you know what, right now we're on different paths. I respect you for who you are, but it's just not where I'm going. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, we, and I think that's where we get a lot of relationship problems with kids in schools. They don't know how to navigate that because they're emotional beings at times. Right. And so we got to teach them how to use their emotions, you know, in a way that's going to benefit them. I'm not going to say the right way, because for you, you know, the right way to manage your emotions might be different than my right way. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say they, they, Need to ma- they they need to navigate them differently based on the circumstance, right? And so I, I'm nosy. You know, I ask my kids all the time. I'm like, show me your social media. Because we know social media is oh, crazy. for sure. We do phone checks. We have to have phones. You know, when I first, when smartphones phones first came out, I thought, oh, my kids are never going to have these. But it's a necessary evil. But that is my phone. And I will check it on a nightly or weekly basis and and make sure that they're making good choices. And so I'm not, I wouldn't call myself nosy, but (laughs) I, and that's totally fine. I love hearing about the friend group. I love hearing about their, you know, who they're connecting with. And until John said that, I didn't even realize that I was kind of like, like that's why I'm doing it because I want to make sure that they're surrounding themselves with not necessarily like-minded people, but like-hearted people that are going to get them where they want to go and, and bring joy to their lives. I think it, maybe it's a generational thing, but our kids are much better, in my opinion, at setting healthy boundaries. So knowing about the relationships that they have in school, you know, you can have that conversation and, and teach them that like you said, divorcing a relationship can can be the best thing for everyone sometimes. I think both of you brought up some really great points. As um, we've mentioned earlier, we're all parents. And as we've talked about, we all do things differently. And the importance of having a conversation, whether it's because you're nosy or because you want to look at their phone or just having some sort of conversation. I mean, it's really valid. We all do it a little bit differently. But to know that it's okay and really important to have some sort of conversation in the way that's most comfortable for you and your personality. John, one thing that I really appreciated that you said, and Danielle, I know you and I know you also echo this is um, celebrating the highs and the lows. And you started talking about your own children. And I just see both of you doing that and exemplifying that at at Coon Rapids and your leadership style and really supporting all of the kids that come and show up to school each and every day. I know that both of you are just amazing people and really caring. And so it's been really fun for me to um, hear you talk about yourselves and your own kids, but also how that translates 
into the students at Coon Rapids High School, and they're so fortunate to have both of you working there, really supporting them through their highs and their lows. As, as we know, they're becoming humans, adult humans, excuse me, and knowing that they will eventually leave Coon Rapids High School, leave Anoka Hennepin Schools, and transition into, the, into becoming an adult in whatever their journey looks like ahead is really important. Thank you to both of you for sharing your personal story, but I can see how that impacts the students that you serve each day. And then lastly, you both mentioned it, and I think um, this is something that I've been trying to do a lot in, in my kids as they're both in elementary and your kids are both older than mine, but just having hanging out with people that fill up your bucket, right? We talk about that a lot, and even as adults, like who are we surrounding ourselves with? Are we surrounding with ourselves with people that make us feel good about ourselves and really highlight the good that we do and make us want to do better and be better people or are we not and I think that that's just a really great lesson at whatever age you are at whether you're an elementary school student middle school student high school student or an adult really really surrounding yourself with those people that you know care about you and want the best for you and then also the boundary piece like having some boundaries around this is important to me. This is why I'm hanging out with these people and asking those questions as parents, I think is really important. As we wrap up our podcast today, do either of you have any takeaways or advice that you'd want to leave with our listeners about being involved in their school, being a good parent, tips that you think have helped you <laughs> navigate parenthood? Sure, absolutely. Um, mine would definitely be fill out that volunteer application. Connect with your volunteer service coordinator at your school. It is not a contract, not saying that you are going to fill every need at the school. It is basically a contract of caring. It's showing that you care enough to pay attention to what the needs are at your child's school. And you never know when something is going to be a good fit. So just sign up. Fill out your volunteer application and pay attention to the correspondence that comes through. Um, also, I think it's important, you know, as we talk about as we talk about our students becoming more independent. If you can get that message across that they are supported, that you are there and you are going to love them no matter what, no matter what their grades look like, no matter what choices they're making and need to remake or rethink about, you know, know that. Let them know that they're supported and that you are there for them in any situation. And then really just be okay when they don't need you. That's really the tough part because eventually it, they're just going to, you're going to do your job right. And they're going to kind of take a step back and you need to take a step back and celebrate that they are people, you know, and you've, you've done a good job and they are where they are because of your involvement. Broke my heart when you said be okay when they don't need yeah. you, right? Because <laughs> uh, my my son's driving now, and so oh. he does. I used to love spending that time in the car with him, but now he just goes off on his own. But um, for me, you know, when when I think about our students and and what you said earlier about you know how it translates into you know Coon Rapids High School is, and the funny thing is when I talk to some of the students, um, and we're getting into some of these realms of like relationships, etc. I always tell the students, I'm like, hey can I talk to you like I'm your dad? I go, I know I'm not your dad. I'm not trying to replace anybody. But can I talk to you like that? Because I've had this conversation with my son or my daughter at home. And, you know, for me, it's a great way to get on a personal level with the kid and then um, and just share with them who I am as a person, right? Because if, if I'm the leader of the building, I want the kids to know who I am. 
I'm just like my own kids at home. They need to know who dad is, you know, on a personal level. But also what I want to share with parents is here's what's going to happen throughout life. Your kid is going to fail. They all do. And that is okay. The failure should be celebrated. I know that doesn't sound right, but it should be celebrated in a sense that they took the risks and tried something and it didn't work out. That's okay. Our job as, as, as parents and caregivers is to help them up, help them get back up and help them try again. So the failure is okay. And when your kids fail, that's okay. You know, support them through it. That's why I said, celebrate the highs, support the lows. And the more we do that with our kids, the more resiliency we'll build up in them. Don't save them all the time. You know, let them go through that process and let them struggle um, and, you know, kind of let them find their own way and give them little tidbits, give them little pieces of advice when the kids are like, yeah, really, it's another dadism, right? Yeah, it's a dadism, right? It's like, it's like, I've experienced what you have done, Jack or Bella. I've done it before and here's what happened to me, but here's how I got out of it, right? And so it's, it's, it's getting on a personal level with our kids, um, students are, or my little kids at home, right? But I do understand at the same time that I'm not their friend, right? I'm not my son and daughter's friend. I'm their dad, right? My job is to, to prepare them for life without dad, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not the students here. I'm not their friend. Um, I'm their principal, right? And some of them are like scared of the principal. I don't know why. I know maybe not a good looking guy, but I'm not that, <laughs> right? But my students here know I care about them, right? Um, but they also know that at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to hold them to high expectations and I'm going to hold them accountable. And I do that because I love and respect them enough to tell them that they can reach those levels. They can be mm -hmm. successful, right? They just work really hard. Some need, need more support than others, but they all can be successful in whatever they want to be successful in. And my job is to support them through that process and get them the resources they need. But I do that with a, with a sense of care and love. Right. And so I, I think if, if we approach it in that way, um, or at least I'm not going to tell anybody how to approach it. That's how I approach it. Um, and, and most times I'm successful in that. And sometimes I fail. Right. But then I always look back and how I got to that failure piece. And I reflect on that and try to improve that on the next time. Just like I want my kids to do at home. I want them to fail, reflect and then improve. Um, if we can do that, I think it'd be great. And there again, you're modeling the behavior you want to see. In in your student or your um, your child, so that's that's also important. Thank you both for being here today. I really appreciate your time that you gave to our podcast and to the work that you do each and every day supporting the students at Coon Rapids High School and also in our communities. Thank you so much. And I just wanted to echo what Danielle said earlier. If you would like to be involved with volunteering or learning more about it at your kid's school, each each uh, traditional school in Okanapin does have a volunteer coordinator that you can reach out to and ask how to fill out your application and get on the mailing list to start to to see those opportunities at your children's school or if you live in the community um, you're also able to be on those lists and, and learn what's happening in your schools and we'd love to have you come back and support your community or your children's school as well and then also there's many committees in our district as well that parents are a part of and it takes a village to support all of our students, whether it's the teachers, the staff, the support staff, community members, everyone. It takes all of us to support all of the students that we do support in Okanapin schools. So I want to say thank you to our volunteers that are already in our buildings, to our staff, and you too for being here today to share some tips to help us to be the best humans that we can possibly be and support our students along the way. So thank you so much.
Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. This resource is produced as a partnership between the Anoka Hennepin Parent Engagement Program and Student Services Department. Be sure to check out additional episodes in the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. For more information or to share feedback, visit ahschools.us slash parentengage360.